Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The cost of living is rising. Gas prices are approaching $4 per gallon, and grocery bills in the housing market are soaring. If I want to make enough to get by, I have to drive myself into the ground, and I know that that is not good for me. What is causing these rising prices, and will it get better? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. It's a popular topic on the news. It seems like everything is more expensive and is still rising. Between fuel prices, food, and rent, the cost of living in Michigan and across the country is getting overwhelming for some. WWJ's digital content producer, Kyle Beery, like many, is feeling the pinch. Now I am looking for an apartment, a new place. The search process itself is just like, Everything I find that looks decent is already the same price that I'm paying. And I'm trying to find something cheaper, something closer to work to save on both fronts there. And it's just maddening. So why are things getting more expensive? Well, the answer to that is inflation. But that word on its own doesn't really explain much. It doesn't explain the driving forces behind the price hikes. So I began to ask around. The first voice you will hear is of Shushan Donagulian, a professor of economics from Wayne State University. And she explains that this inflation has its roots in the pandemic. So we have seen an inflation occur in the post-COVID period, largely because people are returning to work and salaries have been rising substantially and people have more money. But we're, we, we initially had some disruptions to production, which meant that we didn't have enough things to buy. We have money. We go out to buy, but there's a, a constant shortage of things that we're looking to buy. As a result, you know, both retailers on their end, but also producers on their end are raising their prices to make up for the higher demand, but also to reflect the higher wages. Think of the fact that in the immediate period after the openings after COVID, we saw a whole bunch of help wanted ads all around us. The obvious solution to a help wanted ad that's not filling up is to raise wages. When we raise wages, however, the cost for that business of operating goes up and they pass part of that increased cost of operation to their customers. Professor Donagulian explained that the rise in wages was one of the reasons for inflation. Companies would raise prices to afford the new wages when addressing their employee shortage. But like everything, inflation is multifaceted. Zaina Al-Selman, an economics professor at Oakland University, adds that consumer spending exploded coming out of the pandemic, 
and that only served to increase inflation and prices. So it started with the pandemic, with the supply shock and the increase in money supply by the government. Consumers were asked to stay at home, so they started spending more on goods and um, grocery stuff, right? So that increased their price, but they started spending less on activities such as uh, traveling, leisure, entertainment, sports, dining out, and you name it. So they start saving more, and at the same time, they were asked to stay at home and they were paid. The government injected the system with money, right, in their, in their pocket. So they started saving more and spending. Uh, overall spending during the pand- pandemic went down, but spending on food, on goods and grocery stuff went up. Now they're having more income, they're spending more. So this increased the price of everything else. Spending coming out of the pandemic was drastically higher than during it. This, combined with supply shortages across the board, from livestock to home building materials, meant the supply couldn't meet the demand. So prices rose, and subsequently, so did the cost of living. And Professor Donagulian adds that now the inflation is outpacing the rise in wages. We're not seeing a similar growth in in, uh, wages and income as we're seeing in other goods. Definitely inflation is outpacing wage growth, which is why, you know, a person who is buying a house or, you know, the average household in Michigan is definitely feeling the pinch of inflation. If our wages were to keep up with the inflation growth, then to us, it would just simply mean, yes, we earn more and we're paying more. We can still afford the same lifestyle as before. However, the the um, the challenge here is the fact that indeed inflation is outpacing wage growth, resulting in a net decline in our purchasing power. And Kyle is feeling the pain in the decline in purchasing power. He, like many, has contemplated taking a second job but has concerns that the added workload would have negative repercussions on his body. I absolutely have thought about getting a second job. I grew up working in my family at a restaurant back home, and I did that for nine, ten years or whatever. And then when I first moved over here, I worked at a bar for a couple of years while I was freelancing, covering the Tigers. And then once I started here, I... Gave that up, but I've thought about going back to it. But the thing is, I know myself and I know my body. When I do too much, I get run down, then I'm just miserable. If I want to make enough to get by, I have to drive myself into the ground. And I know that that is not good for me. He also adds that the rising costs of everything makes him feel as if there may be no relief in sight. It's insanity. (laughs) I've had a lot of medical issues throughout my life and in the last couple years as well. So I've had a lot of medical bills and trying to stay up on that, trying to stay up on rent, trying to buy groceries, trying to also have a life, like go do things. It all just adds up. It builds a lot of anxiety. And I know there will be people who say, Oh, that's just part of life. And sure it is, but I feel like we're at a point right now where so many people are struggling so badly, but it doesn't look like we have any relief in sight.
So we know, at least in part, why inflation has been rising since the pandemic lockdown ended and the effect it is having on people. But what is being done about it? Well, the federal government has been attacking inflation by rising interest rates. But how does that battle inflation? How will more interest help curb rising prices? Well, Professor Al Salman explains how the government leverages short-term pain for long-term gain. Increasing the interest rate to make things just to decrease uh, overall spending, right? So if it's if it's pricier for you now, you're gonna spend less, right? So that's the whole idea. So to bring spending down to match production, to match supply. When your credit card is more expensive, when mortgage rate is high, so people will spend less, will take less loans, will spend less, and this is just to try to equate the overall spending with overall production. By forcing consumers to spend less, spending should eventually match supply, causing inflation to settle. And according to Jill Gonzalez, an analyst for WalletHub, the method of raising interest rates is already seeing positive results. So the good news is that inflation is already starting to taper off. Uh, it's slowing down due to the federal rate hikes. It still hasn't reached the Fed's target of 2%, which is essentially what it was pre-pandemic. And that's why we'll probably see another hike before the end of the year. But the goal is to get it back to pre-pandemic levels. So will it eventually get there? Yes. Will we feel it getting there? Probably not for a little bit. So even though the numbers tell us that inflation is slowing, it's not something that people are going to re- to notice right away. We might even see certain products, you know, we mentioned meat, continue to increase in price. But, you know, eventually that's the whole goal here, to get it back to those pre-pandemic levels. It's also worth noting that while the cost of living and inflation is affecting Michiganders and the rest of the nation, Michigan actually is one of the most affordable states to live in. In a study released by NowPatient.com, Michigan ranks 37th in cost, with New York, Alaska, and Vermont leading the pack. What makes Michigan so much more affordable than other states? Back to Dr. Donagulian one last time. Michigan is in a unique position in that we're a state with an economic growth that's that's you know slower than places like uh, New York and California. And we are in a position where that has allowed us over time to keep our prices more moderate than these more expensive as well as higher income uh, states. However, we're at a point right now where some of our, the, you know, some of our prices have been growing really fast, especially prices that are linked more to East Coast, West Coast pressures, things like uh, gas, things like housing. So while inflation and the rising cost of living is rooted in the pandemic, the government is taking steps to try and curb the price hikes. But until that ever-elusive supply and demand levels out, prices may continue to climb. Thanks to Kyle Beery, Jill Gonzalez, Zaina Al-Salman, and Shushan Donagulian for lending their expertise to this episode. And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.